on the Aggie Sports Network. From Learfield, from Old Chicago, welcome to the Coach Odom Show. Brought to you by Old Chicago, home of the Aggies Coaches Show. SC Needham Jewelers, where Utah gets engaged. America First Credit Union, financial solutions for every need. Larry H. Miller Dealerships, driven by you and by Stokes. Stokes Trucking, doing the right thing since 1979. Now, the Coach Odom Show. Here's the voice of the Aggies, Scott Gerrard. Welcome into a pack house. Place is rocking here at Old Chicago. It's the Ryan Odom Coaches Show. Is ready to talk some Aggie hoops. Thanks for making us part of your evening, whether you're listening on the air or online on the Utah State Athletic Facebook show. But, Coach, we got a lot of fun basketball to talk about coming off um, you know, if you're just a fan of basketball and just sitting back and had no dog in the fight, that was a really enter- that was a really entertaining game. Unfortunately, overtime loss to Wyoming. Uh, emotional, physical. That looked like Ollie Frazier out there sometimes. I mean, it was that was quite an environment there in Laramie. It really was. Uh, you know, they have a great team, uh, extremely well coached. Coach Lender and his staff done a great job this season, and and uh, they're they're an interesting team to watch. You know, they're they're fun to watch, not fun to coach against. I bet. It's one of those yeah. teams uh, because they're such a throwback, and and it's so unique. You don't play against that style. You know, certainly, really at all. Uh, you know, in college basketball, and and <clears throat> they've done a great job within our conference. It certainly is a team where, you know, where a coach will look at what he's got and what he's bringing in and being able to adjust to your talent. Yeah. And that's certainly what they've done there in Wyoming. Yeah, no question. I mean, they've adjusted with Maldonado. Maldonado is a, a, great, a great guard, you know, with size who can post up and take advantage of mismatches in and around the basket, but also is, a, is an elite passer yeah. and can, you know, play from that pivot area to be able to create shots for others. And then they've got – you know, the kid, uh, E.K., who's, you know, dynamite. You know, he only played about 12 games last year as a freshman and and uh, had some big games, you know, obviously towards the end of the year. And I was reading where he had, like, a 30-point game in the conference tournament last year in his first game, and that kind of led him into this year, and he's, he's been able to, to continue that, you know, throughout. And he's had two big games against us, and we're certainly not the only ones that he's done that to. Oh, there's no doubt, too. And and spent the first half sitting on the bench after picking up those two fouls and, yeah. um, and never picked up another foul in yeah. the entire second half. And How does it was, that happen? How did he not get another foul? I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> um, but uh, It happens, though, all the time. Yeah, it's, yeah. It is what it is. And, uh, but, but just such a dominating force. And it was Maldonado in the first half and then E.K. in the second half. Yeah. And, and his ability to make shots and then, to his credit, step up to the free throw line. Those were two critical free throws to tie that game. He's done that multiple times. You know, he did it here in Logan. Uh, he did it against Boise State uh, as well. And then, obviously, again, you know, with us uh, in, in Laramie. And so, you know, it's nerves of steel, but he's confident. You mm-hmm. know, he's a confident player and, and uh, certainly one that you want on your team uh, the way that he plays. You know, he's he's – plays with emotion, he plays with fight and grit. He's got an amazing uh, mix of physicality and touch, and you don't really see that all the time. You know, usually the really physical guys don't have the touch. They can't really finish the ball. You yeah. know, they don't make free throws, that kind of stuff. Rarely do you see the combo of two, of the two, and, and that, that bodes well for him for his future in basketball. Oh, there's no doubt. He's got a certainly a bright, bright future. But credit to your team as well. You're down Sean Barristow. Um, and and for the most part, 
you guys fought like crazy in that game and uh, had every opportunity yeah. down the stretch to come away with the W. Yeah, no question. We gave ourselves a chance to win, and, and certainly we get the stop on that last play and, and uh, this tie game. and um, Or actually, he makes the free throws to tie it up, and then you know we have the ball with 16 seconds to win the game. And obviously, we know what happened there. Not, not our finest moment you know, to end the game there, but... Uh, then we get into overtime and still have a chance, you know, to, to kind of send it into double OT and, and get a great look at it. You know, Rylan got an awesome look and got the ball where we needed it to. And, you know, it's one of those you can live with. But um, unfortunate, but at the same time, you know, proud of our guys' effort. You know, certainly down Sean, who's been playing exceptional basketball, playing a, a top 25 team, basically. They're just outside the top 25, toe-to-toe for 40 minutes, 45 minutes. You know, it was really – Really, uh, you know, a good a good outing for our guys, but something that we can build upon. Uh, and uh, update on Sean. Sean's going to be good. Yeah, he practiced today. So, I mean, he just had a minor. Uh, I say minor because if it was minor, he probably would have played, but he wasn't yeah. feeling great. Um, and I don't know the flu's going around. I don't know if he exactly had the flu. I don't think it was the flu, but um, I, I do know it kind of knocked him out. And so he had no energy and, and – um, you know, wasn't able to play, didn't want to hurt the team by trying to play. Mm-hmm. We felt it was best, you know, for the stretch run, you know, to, to leave him back and leave him at home and let him get his rest and, and kind of steer clear of the guys for a little bit and, uh, you know, get his get his uh, win back and get ready to go for the stretch run. One thing that I've really picked up in our conversations is, you know, there, there's obvious moments you can look at, and, and you mentioned this in post game too, um, you know, some people can talk about Sean or maybe the end of regulation or stuff like that, but there were a lot of opportunities other than those yeah. that you can look at and say, you know, tweak something here and something here, yeah. and, and there's a W. And, and that's what's been fun to kind of take a deeper dive into this game, and I'm sure you're doing going yeah. forward. Yeah, no question. I mean, just the technique on our blockouts, I mean, that's a huge thing, and we showed film of that, you know, to our guys. Offensively, we, we certainly can play better. You know, than we did, and it's not just as simple as making and, miss, and missing shots um, or making more shots. It's how do you how do you go about getting them, and do you wear the opponent down with your offense a little bit? And I thought we got away from that a little bit in this past game, and and you know we're certainly we're playing some lineups that we hadn't really played, mm-hmm. you know, recently. Um, and that's that's it is what it is. Bean gets two fouls in the first half, and Sean's not there now, and. And, uh, you know, that changes. Z stepped up big. You know, Z had a moment, you know, in that game where, you know, seven to ten quick points. I don't know what the exact number was. Yeah. But, I mean, he he went at it and really helped our team and, and, you know, gave us a little bit of a lead there. It seems like the confidence is really rising with him. And it's yeah. just a matter of being able to still have that confidence and still play within sure. the team concept. He's playing against really good competition, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. every night. And so when he gets out there, he's the youngest on the court. And uh, there's not many freshmen up and down the rosters, you know, as you really look at it, you know, that are getting big minutes, you know, in games. And, you know, he certainly is one of the best freshmen in our conference. He just doesn't get the, the time that maybe some of the others do. And um, But every time that he goes in there, he makes an impact. And uh, he's going to be a really good defender. Uh, you saw him make several defensive plays within that game. Some of those blocked block shots. shots. My you goodness, know. yeah. And um, – you know, and then his ball handling continues to improve and his understanding of where he needs to be, uh, you know, relative to his teammates and, and uh, you know, and just going for it at the same time and being, being free with how he plays. You know, we want him to be able to do both. How hard is it as a coach? And I'm not talking about Z in particular, but just the philosophical view of, of – 
talent, inexperience, yeah. and and with really huge games down the stretch, and and saying, okay, well, this guy's talented, but I'm, you know, how's he going to handle that kind of a stage? And trying to to weigh the usage of a player like it's that. It's tough. It's not easy as a coach. I'll be honest with you, because you see the talent, you want them to to be in those big moments, but you have some guys that have been there too. Yeah. You know, and 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 seen a ton and played in huge games and played big minutes and. Um, and so you just kind of have to balance it the best you can. I mean, Sean's a good example. Sean's gotten a ton of minutes now, and he's done a lot with them. Uh, Max is, is continuing to show, you know, that, that he belongs, you know, here in the Mountain West and at, at Utah State. And, and certainly Ryland and Steven obviously have, have done that, you know, all year for us. And Steven even stepped it up to another level when Ryland went out. And so, you know, the future's bright for these young guys that are playing big minutes right now, and Z certainly is one of them. I know Max had a difficult draw in Maldonado, but I thought he battled like crazy. He did. You know, he did. And there was times where he could have done a little bit more, yeah. too. You know, as we go back and watch it on film, like he's he's a really good defender. He's a good on-ball defender. And there were some times where, you know, he really guarded him, and then all of a sudden he forces a hard shot above the Mountain West, and the guy just makes it. It's yeah. like, okay, well, you did exactly what we needed you to do. And then there were some other times where he just beat him off the dribble, and you know, our help wasn't there. They laid it in the basket, and it just it, it did that part didn't feel right for all of us. And uh, just plays that we we can we can do better on. And um, you know, I think it's it's all part of a learning process for us. Big one coming up against Nevada. We'll talk about that as well. And then next week uh, we'll have the show uh, again Thursday of next week. So we'll have the uh, the uh, San Diego State game under our belt. Yep. But. These next three games, well, I mean, frankly, every game the rest every of the way game. is huge. Yeah. But, but this is a real key stretch for you. Yeah, when you get to the end of the year like this, they're all huge. I mean, mm -hmm. every game, you know, everyone's fighting for position within the conference and just, you know, trying to stay relevant, you know, in a lot of ways, especially in our league because it's so good this year. You know, we've got, you know, some jockeying going on for who's, you know, who's who's got a chance to make the NCAA tournament. and. You know, we can't make that our total focus, you know, because if you start thinking about all of that, you know, you're you're going to lose sight of the present and the immediate. And so we're not changing anything that we've done so far. It's all it's all about what's our next opponent, what's our next film session, our next practice. And uh, the guys have, have really done a great job with that. You know, you can't, you know, with everybody and this sounds like old man radio in here. It's like every kid with a phone in their hand. Uh, but you can't you can't isolate them yeah. from the outside world of and course. the talk and the uh, you know the bracketologists and all that stuff. Yeah. But how do you how do you try to get them to not look at that stuff and not be worried about that stuff and just focus on Nevada this week and then San Diego State after that? Yeah, I think it's just in conversations with them when our in our uh, trainings and our meetings. You know, it's all about that mm -hmm. and. And it's not that, you know, the goal has changed and we're not, you know, you know, certainly we're, we're, we're focused on it. We want to make the NCAA tournament, you know, but we've got work to do if we want to do that. And our numbers are still really good. You know, they, they, our guys probably don't know much about that, so we don't deep dive deep into we're ranked right here. Now, what we will show them is here there's some trends going on defensively right now or offensively. You're Like when we played Nevada the first time, it was – you know, our defense was, you know, the best defensive effort against their offense all year. Um, and so those are those are key stats, you know. Mm -hmm. Like what we did was was obviously, you know, very good. Um, now, does that mean it's going to work again or uh, be exactly the same? Absolutely not. You know, we're going to have to do it again. And, and a lot of it's just the effort and, 
the attention to detail and, and the focus, right? Like the focus that you have to have every game or every practice to be prepared to play in a conference like ours is, is off the charts right now um, because the margins are really small. I mean, yeah. You saw it the other night, you know, against Wyoming. He doesn't make one of those free throws. It's a problem for them because now we're going to the line, you yeah. know, if we get the rebound, yeah. which we didn't get all those rebounds. on the. There's no guarantee we were getting that either. Yeah. But, again, the margins are tiny. And and uh, and so how can you flip, you know, one or two plays, you know, in your favor? That's really what it's all about. And it takes focus to do that. Um, one thing, and, and I even hesitate to bring it up because I know you're not – you're really anti-excuse guy. But, you know, you go back a few years and, and – there wasn't a single game missed on injury yeah. for Utah State, yeah. and and this year you've dealt obviously with Brock and then yeah. um, and deal that that sounds like a harsh term, but you, you know you've tried to work through that, um, and then RJ's out for a bit, and then RJ comes back, and then Ryland gets the concussion, and yeah. then and then Bear stows out. I mean that's a, from a coaching standpoint and trying to adjust on the fly to lineups yeah. and, and rotations and stuff like that. That's got to be difficult. Yeah, it's not easy. Matt Henry today in our office said, he, he said, we're undefeated with our full roster since December 8th. Yeah. But we haven't had our full roster yeah. since December 8th. Um, so it is what it is. You know, it's like you have to, you know, play each game as it comes. And there's circumstances surrounding each game, you know, that happen. And we're not the only ones that are dealing with things, no. right? I mean, Nevada's a great example, you know, uh, who we're getting ready to face. I mean, Sherfield misses three games. Washington's been out since we first went in to play them two weeks ago, who's a vital player for them. And, and you know, things happen. You know, things happen. And you really have to, you know, continue to mold and continue to put the pieces together and work the pieces the best that you can to give yourself a chance to win. And I think our guys did that the other night, for sure. Absolutely. Not having Sean and, you know, filling in. Bean gets in foul trouble, and we still were right there. I mean, I, I'm really proud of the guys for that. Not happy that we lost, but, you know, certainly it could have gone in a, a lot of different ways. Well, and these are also moments, too, where, you know, and, and nobody wants to talk about a year from now or, or whenever, even near the end of the season, where that extended time for somebody that may not have gotten yeah. it can pay dividends down the line. There's no question. I mean, they're they're gaining valuable experience, you know, mm -hmm. right now, uh, these younger guys, and, and that's huge. You know, Sean, you know, played obviously last year. Max played a little bit last year. Steven played obviously a little bit more than both of them probably, and so they got some. They got their feet wet, right? But now they're they're full time. Yeah. And uh, you know they're having to step up to the plate, and you grow when you have to do that, and um, you know that's a huge thing. Well, we've got an opportunity for you to ask questions for Coach uh, coming up in our next segment. Also, Bryce Crawford's going to stop by, assistant coach, who's uh, one of uh, everybody's favorite dude on the planet. And uh, and I don't think uh, I don't think the microphone's going to be a problem for him. No, not I, at I, all. I think he can not chat a little bit. I think you guys are going to be good in good hands here. <laughs> so we'll talk to him coming up a little bit later on this segment. And of course, your questions coming up next. If you've got a question, uh, whether it's on the Facebook page or whether it's. Uh, uh, just here in person at Old Chicago, we'd love to hear from you. Those coming up next. Yeah, the Scotsman may break out here in a second. Yeah, he's, Scotsman. I, dude, he's as good as anybody at that. <laughs> it's all right here on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield. Welcome on back. You're listening to the Ryan Odom Coaches Show as we are live here at Old Chicago. Of course, the Coaches Show is brought to you by USU Credit Union. If you're a USU Credit Union member uh, and you've got your uh, debit card or credit card handy, come by and all you have to do is just show it to Ajay here real quick and he'll hook you up with some additional prizes as well. So big thanks to USU Credit Union for being part of the broadcast. 
All right, time for you to ask questions. If you've got something on the Facebook page, we'd love to hear from you. If you're here at Old Chicago, uh, we'd love to hear from you as well. Just raise your hand, and uh, and we'll get the question asked to you. But, uh, Coach, uh, before we get into that, um, Nevada's an, a team that obviously wildly talented when they are healthy. Uh, Shorefield missed three games, coming back. Uh, but one of the uh, the games that he struggled with the most this year was that game against you yeah. and Utah State. And a lot of guys got under his skin, including Stephen Ashworth, who had, he, he really struggled in that in that matchup. Steven did a great job and and uh, wasn't just Steven. Steven yeah. had the initial assignment, but you know, it was all five guys. I mean, that's what it takes to, to you know, hold a, a great player like Sherfield at least somewhat in check. And, and certainly we we were the beneficiary of some missed shots occasionally, you know, that he could make and, and uh, you know, unfortunately for, for them it, it was one of those that kind of snowballed. Yeah. You know, it snowballed on them. We were clicking on offense and, and coming off that win here in the spectrum against San Diego State and momentum just kind of in our favor and and uh, you know I thought our defense you know kind of led the way but it wasn't just the defense it was the balance of the two you know it was clean offense you know because they really you know feed off of their defense they steal the ball uh, Cambridge is awesome at running through passing lanes and, and get, igniting their offense blocking shots you know if Washington plays like he's really good at, at you know, blocking shots in and around the rim. And and that can ignite their offense as well. And they're one of the fastest teams in the country. You know, mm-hmm. they try to score really, really quickly. And, and one of the keys for us was getting back defense set. And I thought our guys did a really nice job in that. And, you know, obviously we got a, a, a big lead at halftime. And uh, we were able to kind of, you know, uh, continue that, that play in the second half. You know, it was a good all-around win for us. We talked about uh, when when you got that winning streak going a little bit, how the defense had gotten a lot better. Yeah. Um, I think your offense has been has been improved as well over that stretch. Yeah, no question. It's gotten back to kind of where it was, you know, earlier in the season, and, and you know the assists obviously are up, and uh, you got to make shots, you know, yeah. in order to get a, yeah. get an assist. And so I think we're getting cleaner looks, and we've just got to continue to do that. You know, we've got to continue to move the ball and trust one another, and. and cut appropriately and space appropriately all the things that it takes to run quality offense but you know really really pleased with where the guys are at right now we just got to continue on is it as simple as looking at a game and saying our offense a good indicator of our offense is how many assists to field goal made ratio is that is that usually a good barometer of, of how well your offense is clicking? Yeah, it definitely can be. But then there's also some games where the defense is a little bit, they play you differently. Yeah. And so they lock out. And so you have to get to the basket individually, you know, as opposed to they won't let you get the assist, in other words. And, yeah. And so there are teams out that are out there they, they, that take away the three and, and force you into drives and more individual plays. Um, and, and the assists will be down, but that's not that doesn't necessarily mean that your offense is bad, yeah. right? And so, you know, it just it depends game to game. Well, the interior passing, and I don't, yeah. I don't know the right term, but the uh, paint-to-paint passes, you yeah. know, ball movement inside the key has been really fun to watch. Yeah, the opportunistic cuts, you yes. know, a lot of times, you know, are really important. The guy, tur- guy turns his head and, and – you know, Bean cuts behind, he sees that opening in there, and then Ryland delivers it or Steven delivers it. I mean, those are all – Brandon, obviously, has, has, has been you know, passing the ball really well yeah. for us. I mean, he's had multiple games with over five assists in a game, you know, from your center. So that's that's a positive thing. We need him to do that. Well, you know that these guys are dishing well when they pull out the eye goggles too. Yeah, I know. No doubt. Especially when the two Connors are over there doing it too. 
<laughs> That's true. That's true. And, and it's funny. And, and Justin said, well, Brandon was the one that kind of started it. And now it's almost like these guys enjoy being able to do that as much as they are on the that's receiving right. end and getting the bucket. No question. No question about it. And that's what you, yeah, that's, a, that's what you want your team to be about, right? You want your team to be about, you know, making the extra pass and playing the unselfish game that every all fans enjoy watching. So interesting question from the Facebook page. Yep. And again, you can you can ask your questions there. You can also, if you're here, raise your hand, and Ajay will take the mic to you. Uh, does your defensive strategy change considerably when you have when you as a team are in foul trouble, or you have individuals that are in foul trouble? It can. Yeah, it definitely can, uh, because it depends on whether or not you're playing that individual, right? Yeah. And so if you if you let that individual stay in the game, which I'll tend to do from time to time, if it's a guy like Bean, yeah. right, I'll play him some. I'll take him out initially and then kind of put him back in. Sometimes I won't even take him out. Just let him kind of go because he's, he's a smart guy. Um, but, yeah, it can change. You know, you, maybe you double a little bit more to, to keep him out of foul trouble and, and keep him from getting that extra foul. Uh, so he's not one-on-one uh, because teams will try to game plan and, and go at you, you know, in some of those instances. Maybe it's zone, yeah. you know. Maybe you play a little bit of zone depending on how that how you feel about that against a particular opponent that you're playing that night. Um, and so, yeah, I, I would say it definitely can impact things. It can change how you guard things. Um, but ultimately, you know, it's the individual. The individual has got to be smart if you're, willing, if you're yeah. going to play them you know, while he's in foul trouble. Converse, I mean, you know, and there was a play, and it wasn't Maldonado, I forget who it was, but you saw him look at Bean, and he, he really drove at him trying to get yeah. that, trying to get a foul, and, and no call was made, thank goodness. But um, conversely, though, do you you want to attack guys that might be in foul trouble, but you also don't want to do it at the risk of getting out of your offense and things yeah. like that, too. So that's kind of a line you have to walk yeah, sometimes. Yeah, no question. I mean, you want it to kind of naturally happen or, or put them in situations that, you know, would expose them a little bit, yeah. you know, without overdoing it. Because if you overdo it, you can stall yourselves. Exactly. And, um, and so we don't, we don't try to do that. But at the same time, you know, we're, we're always mindful, you know, of who has, you know, what, foul, what the foul situation is for both teams. Yeah. You know, it's a really important factor. It is kind of fun, though, watching your teams play and, and see how offensively you guys do go hunt mismatches yeah. sometimes. And yeah, it, no question. And, and, and just as a basketball junkie, you know, I look, you know, I was built for football and played a lot of football, so basketball wasn't really in my DNA. But, yeah. but, but learning about the game and, and watching how you guys attack has been really a joy to watch. Yeah, it is fun to play, fun to coach that way, fun to play that way. You know, you just take Brandon, for instance. Yeah. Like Brandon's a guy that, you know, he's not your typical center. And so it's harder for guys like EK and, and you know, players that he'll play against throughout our league, even in, even in non-conference, right, that struggle guarding a center off the dribble. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they worry about his three-point shot, but really where he's dangerous is he beats you, you know, off the bounce. And so we try to put him in those situations as much as we can without overdoing it. And I thought it was interesting. I know we, we've kind of turned the page a little bit on Wyoming, but when to double team, when not to double yeah. team, he struggled passing out of the double team a couple times there late. in that second half, uh, late in that game. So, you know, choosing when to do it, when not to do it, in those types of situations. Really hard to, to play against them in that. And, and we, we, I think we learned a lot, you know, in that first game, uh, you know, because they, they, they did a really nice job of passing out of it. 
and they have such really good shooters that it's it's difficult to just run down there all the time because those guys they'll throw it out. They're not afraid to throw it out. They and oh, those, yeah. those shooters are sitting there waiting. Like you can freeze it on film and see Jeffrey's just kind of sitting there waiting with his hands out for somebody to throw him the ball. And so, you know, you have to pick your spots, and, and we tried to surprise him when his head was turned. We tried to go on Ike some when he bounced the ball, uh, especially later in the game to get it out of his hands. And I think some of that worked, you know, but, you know, it didn't work well enough. And uh, if we play him again, we'll, we'll try to readjust one more time to get more stops in a row because that was the difference in the game. We couldn't get enough stops in the row. We scored enough, but we couldn't get enough stops in a row to kind of separate. And, uh, you know, that's that's a huge key for us. Uh, another question coming in on the Facebook uh, page. Are you concerned at all? And, and maybe this is a bigger question, too, about, you know, the dog days of February when there's a lot of games that are coming quick and yeah. you've got a game on Friday and then a travel day on Monday, Monday to get to San Diego and play a San Diego State team, which is ready for – they want to take another crack at you guys. Yeah, no question. Um, when do, how do you tailor your practices and stuff to make sure that fatigue doesn't hurt you as much as it, as, as it possibly could? Yeah, this time of year is shorter. You know, the film sessions, you know, at this point in the year, the guys are, they understand kind of the routine and the prep, you know, for a game and what we're doing. And so it's more about tweaking things. You know, they've, they've guarded a lot of the things that are out there. You yeah. know, I mean, Wyoming is, is an outlier, you know, with how they play. There will be some more similarities, you know, between some of these other teams, you know, in quick preps or quick turnarounds. Uh, Wyoming's the one that's like, yeah, that's they're totally different than everybody else. And so it's like it, I would equate that to in football, you know, it's like uh, teams that pass a lot, right? You know, they run the hurry-up offense and they're passing it a ton. And then all of a sudden you run into a team that, you know, plays like Army and Navy and, and – you know, back in the day, what do they do? They just run the ball, run the yeah. ball. What do they call it? The option? Yeah, triple the wing, option. Triple option, triple yeah. Triple option, and then it's like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. We need more than a week to prepare for this. <laughs> yeah, we got uh, – you'll, you'll hear uh, Coach Anderson talk about how he'll play Air Force one week and then the Air Raid of Hawaii the next week. Yeah, and it's, it's just, just like, what are we doing here? Yeah, it's totally different. Yeah. And uh, that, that, that is what makes it fun, though. I mean, it's it keeps you on your toes and, and – uh, it's not fun for the coaches as much because, you know, implementing the game plan and being nervous about it is, is always part of it. But, um, you know, I forgot what the original question was. Just dealing with I, the grind. Oh, uh, yeah, and how just you the, the time, I would say, of practice, too, you know, uh, declines significantly. Mm -hmm. And so it's all about, you know, my, my job as the coach and our job as our staff's job is to make sure that our players have fresh minds and fresh legs yeah and so especially as you're heading later into the season that's our whole goal they're ready they, they're ready to go for it because they have energy or because you know that they, they they know the game plan uh their understanding of what they need to do to to have a, have success in that particular game so it's all about fresh minds and fresh legs well and one thing too and, and shout out to to people that that don't necessarily get a lot of uh camera time or, or get talked about, but Leah and, and oh everybody else, they do such a tremendous Jimmy, job. Yeah. yeah, Jimmy does the, you know, like I think they call it regeneration lifts after every game. Um, you know, the next day they're in there with him for about an hour and 45 minutes or whatever and, and uh, just getting their bodies right. It's kind of like a yoga thing. And, um, you know, and then we have film and you know, short practice and, 
and although the guys probably say it's not short, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> we try to keep it short. I know that. Let's uh, go to a question. Go ahead, sir. You're up. Thanks for joining uh, us. All right, Coach. Uh, important question where we're at in the season and yep. uh, the number of coaches shows we've had here at Old Chicago. Um, curious what your favorite menu item is here at Old Chicago. <laughs> I always get the Thai chili uh, boneless wings, right? Those are, those are money. There you go. Do you go. like those? I don't yeah. know. I, I've sweet never thai, that. Isn't it sweet, ch- sweet Thai chili, I think, actually? I have not Better gone down that route before. On that one. Yeah, they're really good. Done a little and ranch done. dressing. Just Man. dip it. It's pretty strong. My son usually shows up, and uh, and he's a big fan of the boneless wings, too. Yeah. So, yeah, so there really you good. go. I like it. And, by the way, big thanks to Thad and Old Chicago. Yeah. They do it. Yeah. Frankly, you could just, like, go blindfold and just pick something on the menu, and it's going to yeah, be great. Yeah, it doesn't matter what you pick. The food yeah. is unbelievable here. All right. Well, any uh, any uh, Coach Crawford questions I need to work in? Uh, yeah. I mean, ask him about there was a moment in time where he – He's a good dancer. Okay. <laughs> trivia guy. Trivia. Oh, really? Trivia. Ask, just him all, his, just, ask him about his trivia days. So not just sports trivia, but just trivia, trivia. in general. Trivia in general. Okay. Yeah, he's special with that. Boom. All right. Yeah. We'll do that next. Coach Crawford joins us, and then Coach will be back with us to recap the show and uh, get you ready for the upcoming slate of games. You're listening to the Ryan Odom Coaches Show from Learfield. Well, come on back. You are listening to the Ryan Odom Coaches Show as we uh, get you ready for another slate of games coming up. It's the dog days of February. As the games come fast and furious, they all seem like they're life and death. And uh, to help break it down is uh, one of my favorite dudes on the planet, Bryce Crawford, kind enough to join us. Coach, how are you? Oh, wow. That is so nice of you to say. I'm doing pretty well, man. Thanks for having me. Well, you know, it's fun to be able to get to know a lot of people associated with the team because you and I get to chat. Uh, Coach Henry and I get to chat. But – but the, the, the public doesn't get to meet you guys as much sure. as they should. And I, I think that's a shame because there's so many fun personalities that go behind the scenes here. But first off, let's talk about um, your relationship with Coach Odom, how you started mm-hmm. with him, and, uh, and then the transition here to Utah State. Sure. Yeah, so um, I grew up in Columbus, Ohio. I went to Ohio State. I was a manager there. Um, and then one of the assistants got the head job at UNC Charlotte. And um, Ryan was an assistant there. And so that's kind of how our relationship began. Um, so I was there for two years with all of them, and then graduated from my uh, grad assistantship, went to University of Texas, and then Coach Odom got the job at Lenore Ryan in North Carolina, and then I went with him there and been there ever since. Oh, so you've been with them since Lenore Ryan then? Oh, yeah. Wow. So yeah. you guys go way back then. Way back. I mean, I was I was a baby. You know, yeah. like, I, like I said, fresh out of college, I was 20, 21 years old, you know. So we were. this is our seventh, I think, seventh year in a row. So was um – was coaching always something you wanted to do, or did Absolutely. it just kind of evolve into it? Absolutely. No, um, I've known since I was about 17 years old. Really? I remember I worked at a uh, – I, I showed up at a basketball camp in my hometown and uh, to, to work it, like, at my high school, and I thought I thought I had to be there, and I didn't. And my high school coach was like, well, I'll just pay you. just want to keep doing it. And uh, I loved it. I fell in love with it just right now. And so even in college, you're like, this is – I'm 100%. taking these classes because I have to, but deep down I oh, just yeah. want to be a coach. Absolutely, yeah. And I've, I've been able to – around a lot of like really influential people and like and like really good not just like good men in the business and good people in the business but like talented ones yeah you know like when i was at ohio state i think there were seven different guys that 
at some point or another where head coaches just got, or got head coaching jobs just while I was there. Yeah. Um, so I've been spoiled. Uh, and then to be with Ryan for this, you know, for this amount of time has been really incredible too. Um, and that's not a bad place to be for for basketball either. It's pretty good. And like you know, being so, I'm, it's, my, it's my hometown school. You know, yeah. so it was uh, it was cool. It was a lot of fun. So uh, you're at UMBC, and uh, coach says, "Hey, I'm going to Logan. I'm t- going to Utah State. What, what's your first thoughts there? Because it sounds like you're you're not a west of the Mississippi guy. Uh, I have not been. I, I was at Texas for two years. Oh, that's right. So yeah. that yeah. so that was um, that got me out of out, outside that, that that way. But um, no, I, I was I did not believe him. Uh, I did not believe him. Uh, I just, I just, it was, it was, it was unreal. My, but like, certainly, like if, if you're being around that guy, you know why someone want to hire him. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, but I just didn't think it was going to be that far away. Yeah, you know. Well, and, and uh, I love the story about how uh, you guys get to the, uh, I guess, the airport, mm-hmm. and you run into people. Was it In and Out? Yes. Yes, that yeah. are that are Aggies. Yeah, so yeah, we're we're pulling it. We, we go to In and Out, grab a couple burgers or whatever, and because that's not back east, you know, no, if you're no, gonna come absolutely. out west, you gotta get the In and Out. A- ab- absolutely, um, and there's there's a lot of hype about it. Yeah, um, and I did I do like it. Um, oh, that I, sounds I, like it didn't live up I to the hype. Just, I like it. It's just not my first pick. Okay, but I like it. Anyways, <laughs> um, but no, we uh, there there were some students and they noticed like some of the UMBC gear. We had like backpacks and stuff and like that, and they noticed and they were able to connect that like. The new coach at Utah State was from UMBC, and that like this might be the the new the new staff or whatever. Yeah. And we started talking. We did Scotsman together and stuff. And then funny thing, I don't know if you heard this part of the story. So me and Coach go to a herd meeting before the season starts, and I'm telling the story at the herd meeting. And the, one of the girls that were there, she was she's like a herd like I don't know like executive board member. Whatever. Yeah. She was like, it was me. It was me. That was me. So you remember the whole thing. Holy smokes. It was pretty cool. But that, I mean, that shows you the passion that people have for oh, Aggie yeah. basketball when they're putting two and two together, UMBC, Utah State, this must be the new staff. Oh, absolutely. And it, it's, been, it's, it's been totally palpable since, like, since, you, since we yeah. got here. I mean, like, like the fact that when we were um, at the beginning of the season, we had our you know, guys were playing pickup. We had a couple guys banged up or, like, guys out of town, whatever. And all the alums came back to play. You know what I mean? Like, and, you know, uh, at, at, when I was at Ohio State, right, like a lot of people go to Ohio State and they stay there. It's a big yeah. city, like, that, so that so to me that like uh, I understood that more. And the fact that people want to stay here in Logan is really cool. And it's like shows that connection and, and the passion they have for like this, the the university and the town, uh, which I thought was really powerful and made me like really excited to be a part of this and, 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 be, and be here. Uh, when you look at um, um, the fan reaction, when you walk into the spectrum and you got the herd going nuts and. And it's a timeout after you guys go on a 10-0 run and the coach sure. calls timeout and the place is rocking. How much fun is that for you it's as a really coach? Fun. It's really cool. Um, to, like that, that level of investment um, mm-hmm. is a special thing. I, I, and oddly enough, so when we were at UMBC, like part of my like little, I guess part of my responsibility was to kind of help with the student section and stuff. And so one night we, we brought them all in there and I showed them on, on the big screen, we put the herd. Really? Then, oh, yeah, like totally. And like that was like, you know, that, it's a, it's, a, it's a far shot, you know what yeah. I mean? Um, but that's what we talked about, you know. And, like, so the, the reputation of the herd is in, the, in this atmosphere of uh, Utah State basketball is definitely something we were familiar with. That is awesome. That is really cool to hear. So as uh, a lot of people know you as a passionate coach, they see you on the sidelines. They also need to know that not only are you juggling with life in a new city, at a new university, and everything that comes along with it, uh, you've got one daughter, and now you just you had another, you had another you have a baby at home yeah, now. Yeah, so so we have three. Oh, so three. Got, okay. Yeah, so we got a five year old. Okay. A two year old, and then we just had a little boy on on Halloween. Three so, under five. Three under five. I don't. I don't. I mean, I know how that happens, but I don't. 
I think we probably could have planned it a little bit better. Well, you're fitting in Utah very well. I like <laughs> Fair <the> enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so Coach said you're, you're a big trivia guy. Oh, <laughs> I, I don't know if I'm good at answering trivia, but I, I hosted once. Oh, really? I did. Okay. I did. I was a trivia host at a, at a, at a bar. It was my supplemental income yeah. in oh. uh, Hickory, North Carolina. We were at Lenore Ryan. I love it. All right, so I do have one trivia question. Okay. Um, Utah State has, um, in the last, uh, I don't know, 25 years, they do have one, oh, yeah. they do have one NCAA tournament yes. victory. Do you know who yes. that team's over? I know who it's from. It's my alma mater, <laughs> The Ohio State University. And what's funny is I was actually thinking about this. I was wondering if you were going to ask me this yeah. ridiculous question. <laughs> um, but uh, so, like, my, my, my parents, uh, I have two great parents. They're still in Columbus, Ohio, and, like, School is very important. Yeah. And I was not allowed to get out of school for anything except for the tournament. Right? And so in 99 was the year Ohio State went to the Final Four. Yeah. And so then the, final, the following year they lost to Miami in the second round. So I was super upset, you know, thinking like, okay. So then the next year I was like, okay, I got, you know, maybe we can do it again. And then my dad took me out of school, and I'm like, yes, Dad, let's watch the game. And we lost. Ken, but, jo- Ken Johnson was, was – that, that was the big, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Shot blocker. Yeah. 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 But, I, I mean, I – I like it here. It's there good. you go. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm trying to work in. Uh, so let's see. Uh, Greg Oden, Mike Conley. Mm-hmm. People forget how good they were in college. Yeah, good players. I, I wish that I, I, I missed them for by a year. I didn't know. That's um, why I was wondering if you lined up uh, so, with them at all. So, um, but in, in the fact that like Mike Conley's still playing and playing at high level. Yeah. Um, and, and local guy, right? You yeah, talk, playing you for talk, the Jazz. The yeah. jazz. Um, but the guy that the guy that I had that was there, um, that I, when I was there was uh, Evan Turner. Oh, okay. And he was National Player of the Year. And yeah. The year he got National Player of the Year uh, on a breakaway layup, I think maybe against Eastern Michigan, he was on a break uh, breakaway, and he wanted to dunk it, and he kind of slipped off the rim and like broke one of the vertebrae in his back, and so he was out for like four games. Like I don't know how that's possible. Wow. But he was he, he finished the year really well, and outstanding player. I've never um, I don't know if I'll ever be around another player like that in terms of like his commitment and like. Yeah. passion for the game and like the way he um the way he led and held people to a higher standard was really really impressive like for example if i was ever on scout team in practice um i sc- i think i scored on everybody that's ever walked through ohio state like at least one basket i'm yeah. not good i just scored i had so happened to get the bucket yeah evan turner wouldn't let me dribble like he would just take my ball let alone score or like throw my shot into the stands like no chance. Like, he just had this, like, standard of, like, I'm not letting this manager score. I mean, like, you know, he's yeah. – um, I think that level of, that, of seriousness and, like, intention um, is what made him really – So, this team has been so much fun to see develop. Uh, there's the highs and the lows of a season. Uh, but what is what has been fun for you about being around this group of guys? Gosh, I mean, there's, there's so many things. I, I, you know, the the one thing that, you, that, that maybe people do know, but, like, you know, like their connection and like their bit like how they interact with one another um i think we do have a really connected group i i I like to say that we love each other Mm -hmm. and i think that is um i think when when ryan odom is in charge of a team that's that's what we want to breed and encourage but they already had it you know and so like to be able to kind of like add on to to like our personalities and and who we are as men um to who they are i think is really really special um like we talk to each other yeah. You know, like when we sit down on the road, we talk to each other. Guys are on their phones. Um, uh, guys, they check on each other. Um, and, they, you know, they look out for one another, which I think is a special thing. That's why, that's why we have a chance. Yeah. That's really awesome. Yeah. Is, it, is that rare? Um, at, at to, to this level, right? Yeah. So, like, for example, like, I think um, 
Like, like, like love is an action, right? It's not, it's not an emotion, right? Or it can, maybe it can be, but like the next level is an action, right? And so we see our guys love each other. Like I remember a while back, like um, Z Hamoda was, I don't know, he was running behind or something or another, and Steven's like calling him on the phone. He's like, hey, man, I, I know you have a early lift that he was not a part of, and I'll come and get you if you need me to. You know what I mean? Like, um, when we can love beyond our convenience. That's really powerful. And our guys do that for each other, which I think is really cool. That is awesome. Yeah. Um, what does this team need to do down the stretch? Gosh. Um, we have to be ourselves. Yeah. You know, like, aren't we all better when, we're in that, when that's what we're doing? Right? Like, like, like for example, like, I'm, I'm 32 years old. Like, I've been practicing being Bryce Crawford for 32 years. Right? And so, like, if I can stay true to that. Like regardless of the circumstances, like I'm gonna be better, and that's the thing. That's what that's what this team has to do, and like because when, when we when we watch film after games and stuff like that, it's a thing. It's those are the things that come up, right? The things, the foundational things. It's like okay, we gotta just make just be tighter on these things, right? Um, and like the, like the winning plays is something we've been talking about a lot. Like those are the things that we really have to do, I think, um, to, can, to to progress, and, right? And I think the one thing that's um, special about Ryan Odom teams, right, is that we are gonna keep getting better throughout the whole year. Some some teams they stop getting better in January. Yeah, right. We'll get better until the last to the last whistle, you know, which I think is really impressive. And we've 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 had success late in the years because of that. You're the best. Thanks, brother. Bryce Crawford, everybody, right. right here on the Ryan Odom Coaches Show. Coach will join us one more time, and we'll wrap things up. Get you ready for Nevada and then San Diego State. It's all straight ahead. This is the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield. All right, final segment of the Ryan Odom Coaches Show as we count you down to tip-off game coming up tomorrow in the Spectrum. And if you have uh, not been uh, able to get to a game yet, you only got three of them left. So make sure you get out there. Let's get that thing packed and uh, celebrate these guys for a heck of a season uh, for the final three home games of the year. Uh, and uh, send this team off because you've got two big road games coming up next week, too. We do. We really do. Nevada's going to be a tough game, obviously, tomorrow. And, and we need everybody loud and excited. Pulling hard for the Aggies and uh, in a big one. Uh, and then off to San Diego State and Boise, two of the better teams in our league for sure, uh, right at the top of the standings. You know, Boise certainly is. And then, you know, uh, San Diego State's playing good ball too. Number one defense in the country. Yeah. And uh, you guys got a big win against them, as we've talked a little bit about Nevada, but you had a big win against San Diego State here in Logan, and I guarantee they haven't forgotten about that one. Yeah, no question. I mean, it's always a big game when, when these two two schools uh, it's a fun know, rivalry. meet up. It's a great rivalry. You know, both teams understand it, all the players and coaches. And, and uh, you know, it'll be a tough game. You know, the that they, they've, I don't think a, a, one of their opponents has reached 60 at their home court this year. So, wow. Yeah. That's, hard. That's, that's points a, are hard to come by. I mean, them. I mean, I know it's college basketball, and the points can be down a little yeah. bit, but not getting sixty—that's a, that's a crazy 60. number. Yeah. So you go in and say like, we need to get to X amount, or is that ever like a conversation at all? I mean, certainly, you know, you want to want to try to get over seventy if you can. Yeah. But you know, every game takes a life of its own, and, and uh, the bottom line is, did you win or did you not? Yeah. It's um, a lot of ways to skin a cat. Right? A lot of ways to win. And, you know, it's, you know, sometimes you can win. And like the Mexico game, for example, yeah. that was 90. We scored 90, right? But then also we've been able to win some lower scoring games. And so if you can do both, you know, I think that's a mark of a good team. You can play a high scoring game or you can play low scoring game. And then basically the style of play, you can fit in either. 
Yeah. And I think that's that's an important factor. You know, Coach Crawford just mentioned something. Final question before I let you go. He says that Ryan Odom teams, as the season progresses, they get better as the years or as the season goes on. Do you feel like you're getting that from your team? Is that they're getting better as the season goes on? Yeah, no question. I mean, that's always a goal of ours, yeah. right? Is you continue to improve. You know, if you stay the same, you know, as you are in November, in February, well, that's no good, right? And yeah. so it's all about improving. And sometimes things happen. You know, Brock's out, right? Like that changes our team drastically. You have a starter like that, a veteran, that all of a sudden, you know, is no longer available to you, and then you kind of have to rework it. And then Sean reenters the picture, and so things change, right? And so you have to continue to work to put the pieces together and make them fit appropriately. And you know, I think our guys have done that. You know, this year, are we a finished product? Absolutely not. But we have a, a certain method and way to win. Yeah. And, you know, we, we just got to continue along that path and make sure that we're celebrating those things that do lead to wins. And we try to do that every day in practice. Well, Coach, it's been a pleasure. Uh, fun one coming up tomorrow. And then, of course, a trip to San Diego and Boise State next week. Thanks yeah, so much. Thanks so much. There you go. All That's right. the Ryan Odom Coaches Show. We'll be back with you again next Thursday as well with the game coming up on Tuesday of next week. It's all right here on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield. From Old Chicago, this has been the Coach Odom Show. Brought to you by Holiday Inn Express, Stay Smart, Beaver Mountain, Come Ski the Beam, Smith's, Fresh for Everyone, Sports Academy and Racquet Club, Your Club, Your Results, Your Life, Zions Bank, We Haven't Forgotten Who Keeps Us in Business, Ford, Go Further, and by ARS, Clean Up, Restore, Rebuild. The proceeding has been a Learfield presentation on the Aggie Sports Network.